Welcome to Jurassic World. Welcome to Jurassic World Minute, where we visit Jurassic World one minute at a time. Today on Cooking with Henry, Indominus Gumbo. I'm Brad. <laughs> I'm Dave. It's funny you bring up Indominus Gumbo. I just had gumbo yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> we, the Chicago Bears were playing the New Orleans Saints, and we had gumbo to uh, kind of culturally immerse ourselves in our <laughs> If that's not timing, I don't know what else is. <laughs> I'm Brad. I'm Dave. I don't know if we've done that bit. I can't remember now. Yeah. <laughs> On this episode, we'll be discussing minute 37 of Jurassic World. But before we get to that, David, over at Jurassic-pedia.com, the team has been working uh, extremely hard on the uh, Camp Cretaceous stuff now. It's been out for a few weeks. Got a link here to episode 8, uh, titled The End of the Line. But they've uh, Sickle Claw and that have been working on uh, full synopsis for each episode, so... You can check out now, go for a full description of what happens in each episode. Um, characters, yeah. dinosaurs, the whole lot. Yeah, here we got uh, the big finale. Everybody's been working very diligently. It's We've been very proud of our team. But, yeah, we got the full the full story here uh, for the episode, screen caps included, dinosaurs and characters that appear within the, um, that appear within the episode. So check it out. Yep. At the end of that article, too, there are links to the characters, the dinosaurs, and the locations on Nublar, so mm-hmm. you can um, access those links and go to a specific character or dinosaur details as well in the other articles. Run over, run over. <laughs> go over and check out <laughs> Jurassic-pedia.com for uh, that and many more articles. Wait, what the hell? It's in the cage. No, that's impossible. I was just there. Claire, I'm telling you, she's in the cage. Wait, wait a second. There are people in there. Get them out of there now. Now! Paddock 11, this is control. You need to evacuate the container. Paddock 11. Paddock 11, do you copy? Then what's the problem? It's in the cage. It's in there with you. David, ready to get into minute 37. I am. As we're in minute 36 of Jurassic World, Owen, the paddock supervisor, and another workman had all gathered at the wall where the Indominus Rex escaped. The paddock supervisor says to Owen, that wall's over 40 feet high. Do you really think she climbed out? Owen waits a second and delivers the trailer line. Depends on what kind of dinosaur they cooked up in that lab. 
the 20 second mark we cut back to the control room. As the map zooms in on the Indominus enclosure, Larry tells Claire it's in the cage. At the 33 second mark, everyone in the control room now notices on the monitors that there's people in the pen. At the 42 second mark, Vivian starts desperately trying to contact the paddock. Tell them to evacuate now. It's in there with you. At the 51 second mark, they all start to run back towards a small access point at the back of the enclosure. But Indominus has other plans. As the park supervisor turns to run back to the big gate, the minute ends with Owen and the worker being stopped in their tracks by the Indominus Rex. As we begin minute 37, Owen's examining up the marked wall and um, they're all sort of looking up at the scratches on the wall and the park supervisor says, uh, that wall's 40 feet high, do you really think she could climb out? Uh, if you're doubting it, why are you in there? <laughs> <laughs> it makes me wonder if it was his idea to go in there after that line uh, but we do get a great shot here sort of looking down at the two men um, from above uh, almost at dinosaur height uh, you can see sort of some of those old bones littering the ground um, around them so maybe it's been a while since the enclosure was cleaned out mm-hmm. yeah but uh, the camera slowly zooms in on Owen as he says depends and the supervisor asks on what, and I think we've got another trail line here on uh, what kind of dinosaur they cooked up in that lab. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is definitely a trail line. Yeah. Damn you, Henry Woop. <laughs> Even though he knows now that uh, it's not an actual dinosaur, but we'll let him, we'll let that one slip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's when we cut back to the control room, and uh, we see a section of map marked uh, Eastern Ridge. Uh, we can see an outline of the Indominus Pen. And the red mm-hmm. circle inside the map converts to a satellite image of Paddock 11, and the image zooms in to show the red blinking dot in the middle of the pen. I think it's interesting that this paddock seems to show, and when it's still on the digital grid part when we first see it, the it looks like there's some kind of like creek or river, small river behind that runs behind the paddock. And that's interesting because there is actually a river that runs behind this area here that I think people, when they people snuck onto the ranch to take pictures, we some of the first photos we got were from across that creek mm. that we can see, that we see the um, control room from. Yeah, because of course this set had no back to it, it was just a facade at the front. Mm-hmm. We can hear Larry say, wait, what the hell? It's in the cage. And we've got a confused look on his face, and that's when we cut back to Claire, still driving fast in the car. After a moment of everyone talking, or taking it in, she says, no, that's impossible, I was just there. And Larry says, Claire, I'm telling you, she's in the cage. So a bit of a realisation there that uh, something's about to go horribly wrong, and that's when Masrani sort of joins them by the computer. And we cut to a monitor in the control room showing the inside an enclosure, and we can see Owen, the supervisor, and that workman standing at the marked up wall. And I wonder a little if this is an Easter egg here, going back to JP when Dogson's guy's on the boat and Nedry's clear looking at that pre record video. All the video feeds we see in the control room um, with cameras like this are showing timers ticking away. On this one here, we've got the counter down the bottom left corner saying 8 minutes and 49 seconds on it. Um, it's not 9 o'clock in the morning, so it's not a timestamp. I don't know what why these uh, 
time tickers are ticking away on the screens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at the screen caps here, but now that you say that, yeah, they're they're counters because they're moving too fast to mm. be minutes or to be the timestamp. I mean, yeah. I just thought, oh, yeah, I thought it was odd. I didn't know if it was again just like in the least streak to the fact that. Mm-hmm. Um, Old Nedry's video back in the day was pre-recorded stuff that they played for the film. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why those numbers are there. I mean, we do see that it's it's marked as camera 14, and uh, it looks like they're shooting at 30, 30 frames per second, and it's on a secure connection. I mean, we've got a whole bunch of information here on these screens, but, yeah. It doesn't really... I assume that's something that you would be trained to know what it means, you know? Yeah, unless maybe it's been eight minutes since the alert went out and there's some sort of, it's started to record. Maybe. There's no fresh and red light next to it either that normally comes on a screen when you're recording something. Because I don't know if if they'd record, well I suppose security record all footage for a certain amount of time before it just rode over itself. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> no idea. Someone, someone at home might know. Yeah. But uh, Larry continues talking to Claire. Wait, wait a second. There are people in there, um, and that's when sort of Claire's look turns to horror. She tells Larry to get them out of there. Get them out of there right now. Vivian sort of jumps straight into action, trying to call on the radio. Paddock Eleven, this is Control. You need to evacuate the. And that's sort of where it cuts out, and we uh, cut back to Owen in the pen mm. as uh, those garbled words. Seemingly coming over an intercom, because if it was coming through the guard's radio, one, it's sort of too clear and two, like, it's too easy to hear, and it, you'd think it'd be smaller and tinnier coming through the small speaker on his microphone. But yeah. Got to give a shout-out, though, to Vivian. I mean, she she is strong through this entire movie. I mean, she just, she eats, sees people get eaten, like, three times in this movie, <laughs> and she's she has to listen and watch it all, and she... Just, I mean, she's God does her job through the entire thing. Mm. It's kind of weird that she's not the one that stays behind at the end, and it's Larry that stays there. But I suppose by by that time she's seen she's seen enough. She's getting out of there. Alan turns to look at the look around as the garbled voice keeps talking, and finally we get a sentence that we can understand. Paddock Eleven, do you copy? And that's when the supervisor grabs his radio. Yeah, what's the problem? And we cut back to Vivian in the control room as she screams, it's in the cage, it's in there with you. And that's pretty much all Owen needs to hear. He uh, leaps into action by um, telling them to go, but for some reason uh, they start running back towards that small gate at the far side of the pen instead of the the big gate that's just there, uh, readily accessible. Well, I assume that they're probably not allowed to open that gate especially in an emergency instance where the animal is still in there and they really, really don't want it out, you know? Yeah. Because we do see that as soon as they open that gate, she ra- she runs for it and rams it, you know? Mm. Yeah, it'd be protocol that under no circumstances does that gate get open. I'm surprised they've even got the, the code in a minute here that um, can open it. You'd think that'd be special mm-hmm. special code to be able to open the door. But, uh... We sort of get the score sort of goes to a bit of garbage here where we sort of get a bit of that JP Freeze score of just streaks and noise <laughs> as, they're, <laughs> as they're running. But uh, the workman and Owen sort of race off down the path back towards that uh, that little gate 
the supervisor takes a few steps and realises there's no way he's going to keep up with the two of them. And um, it doesn't help when Alan puts his hand on his stomach sort of holding back so Alan can run ahead. <laughs> it, it's weird here. They go to run and Alan sort of like it pushes him as he goes to run off to get a head start. He sort of looks up and sees the palm start to sway here as the, now she mm-hmm. uh, starts to move around and her... Uh, Again, her understanding that um, they know I'm here, I'm going to act now, whether it's because they're starting to run back towards the uh, the door. She's, she's smart. She's smart. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the paddock supervisor turns and runs back towards that large large entrance gate, and uh, as the minute ends, Owen and the workman sort of slide Scooby-Doo style to a, slop, uh, to a stop in the wet path as uh, <laughs> something very large blocks their escape. <laughs> so, uh the minute ends in a bad spot here in between the action, but uh, yeah, she knows they're there. They know she's there, and uh, all hell's about to break loose. Anything else on that before we get to novel comparisons? No, we're good. All right. In a novel, the door's described as being thirty feet tall, not forty, which makes you wonder if she's going to be fifty feet or over fifty feet. <laughs> they really need to get those walls up quick. <laughs> <laughs> The, uh, the words containment alert flash on the large screen in the control room before Claire's call comes in. Unsure how that would happen if she hasn't raised the alarm yet. Um, and uh, don't know if the paddy could raise the alarm, but again, if she was on the phone to ACU before she calls the controller, that's probably how that all happened. And uh, as I said, last minute should have been this minute when Maserani enters the control room. Um, he's coming up from straight from lunch and he's wiping his mouth something he would have done before leaving the table I imagine but he must have had had some uh, crumbs in his beard beard moustache <laughs> oh, <I can't. laughs> yeah so uh, oh no. um, the radio call from Vivian comes in over the supervisor's walkie talkie uh, Alan turns as he's uh, as he's studying the wall eyes go wide as he realises what she means but the supervisor doesn't and all three men run for the security door before their path is blocked by a big white foot interesting here she's uh, not white anymore too but we'll see her more next minute <laughs> Dave anything else on that before we get heavy for the day I think we're good alright <laughs> <laughs> 